You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny. I'm Brian Kilby, and with me, we have John DeLuna. John, how's it going? What's up, Brian? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Not bad. Um, not bad at all. So, man, you know, I'll be honest. I just want to jump straight into it this week. Mm, mm. Uh, I've had a hard time staying motivated. Oh, Brian, like what kind of like motivated to lose weight, get get more fit, all of the above. Keeping to the so keeping to the diet's been the hard one. Um, okay. And like making better choices when it comes to food. Mm. Like, so you're like. You're like falling off the wagon. Do tell. Well, Explain. I'm not so okay. So I'm not necessarily falling off the wagon, and I'm paying attention to what I eat. But I am instead of eating the salad, I'm eating like a slice of pizza. But a single slice of pizza is not so bad. Mm-mm. But it's not as good as a salad. No, but um, uh, why is this? Why do you think you're you're struggling to make healthier choices? Uh, most of the time or, or often? I'll be honest with you. It's hard. I mean, it's the, you know, it's the reason that it's not, it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It is not. It is not. Is it, do you find the, like the healthier stuff just not satisfying? Usually. Or is that it? It's usually, it's a matter of, um, the healthier food just isn't as good. Now, occasionally there's things that I, most people consider healthy that I think are delicious, uh, like quinoa. Like I could eat quinoa all day. Of course, you know it's not low cal, so you know. No, but it's high protein. High, high protein, high uh, fiber. Mm-hmm. But, um, but man, you know, I was like killing it when it comes to like eating, uh, eating like good, healthy food. But lately, I've just found myself eating less of the food that I normally would just eat anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think that's probably a, a better, healthier way to go about it, is eating eating what you want, but less of it, just because. I think that we I think we undervalue the enjoyment of food and overvalue like the superfoods. And we don't even talk about portion control. So one example I have is from actually from work. So one of my coworkers, she is a native of China. And if anybody I guess if anybody knows where I work, that kind of narrows it down. But um she <laughs> she's she's a native of China and she does not understand the concept of um supplemental food, food that is a utility for building muscle, losing fat, the foods that are basically just a means to an end. So synthetic proteins and protein bars and protein shakes and things and weight loss shakes and things like that, just the very concept of that stuff, it's lost on her because she doesn't understand why somebody would eat something that tastes bad. Uh, Beyond that, you know, the, the motivations that I just said, like changing your body, <clears throat> that kind of con- just conceptually, she doesn't get it. She thinks that you should eat food that tastes good and that's what matters. And, and of course, the key to that is in her culture is portion control. That it's, it's, it's a very reasonable um, volume of food that you put in your, your body. But the food that you put in is food that tastes good, food that is well prepared and food that's enjoyable. So the idea of eating to just as like like I say, utility. Food food as a utility, food as fuel. She just just does not understand. And so I can kind of I can understand like your um your frustration. I'm sure that's really common for people to struggle to kind of stay 
stay strict, so to speak, or make quote unquote healthy choices because it's it's a pretty far departure from from what you would normally eat. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I know that for sure. It's a convenience thing too. I mean, you know, while like I work in a, a large office and we do have a cafeteria, and there is a station where they have a healthy meal. And there's a station where you can make a salad, but you know there's an even bigger station where you can make like a Philly cheesesteak sub. <laughs> there's a bigger station where they they can make like uh, General Tso's chicken. And there's a nice little sushi place. And there's a place that serves barbecue. Um, and you know the places that uh, serve barbecue or the Philly cheesesteak, um, they uh, the, the food's just better. <laughs> mm, they have a longer line. They have well, the line's longer, but. The food is so much better, and it's just hard to it's just hard to uh, stay motivated to eat eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've been fi- I've been finding myself giving in and eating more of the food that I, I like, just trying to be better about the volume that I eat. Now, what I worry about is that I'll backslide and start eating more of the more of that food. I haven't yet, but I really I'm really worried about it. Yeah, that's where you got to watch it. I think I think it's like I said. I think it's um. A better way to go about it to have at least at least a balance of quote unquote healthy food, food that you wouldn't normally eat and food that you normally would just as long as the portions are right. And I think you can't you can't beat yourself up too for like kind of switching over a little bit. I and um I think we've said this before in in previous shows, you don't get discouraged if you see a little bit of um backtracking a little bit in your progress or stalling out in your progress. So like for me, so I have, uh, for the last year or so I was, um, super like on my game and, and 80, I would say 80, 20, 80% healthy choices, 20% bad. And, uh, and yeah, I've kind of slipped back into maybe a 60, 40, but, um, but I've really tried to watch my daily caloric intake, which kind of holds me in check. And the other thing that I think has helped me is I've, uh, I've made a conscious effort to stay just busy and too busy to snack and too busy to overeat. And that, that has helped me. So I, I really think, um, so, I mean, I'll just put this out there. Uh, the end game is stay focused uh, don't make casual eating decisions. You know, be uh, be aware of what you're actually putting on your plate when you go, and you uh, you know either make lunch, you pack pack lunch when you go to a restaurant. Uh, don't just casually say, "Oh, I want this, I want that, I want that." You know, make conscious decisions on what you are putting into your body, and that's really what you have to do. And that's not something that you can slack off on because if you you slack off, you're going to backslide. And, uh, I mean, really that's, that's what I'm really trying to get across. Yeah. I'm eating food. That's not as, as quote unquote healthy, but I am still, you know, using my tools. I'm still using like, uh, my, uh, food diary. I'm still tracking my calories and, and things like that. So I'm not like, I I'm worried that I'm going to slip, but I do have systems in place to keep me from backsliding. That's really good. And I would, I would totally agree with you. Just staying conscious of what you're doing is a big, is a big deal. Even when you're deciding consciously to have something that's a little bit more indulgent, a little bit not as healthy as you maybe normally would just being aware of that is a, is an important thing. Just being aware of like, yeah, okay, I'm going to have a pizza night and I haven't had a pizza night in a while. 
just respecting that you're kind of going against the grain for for a meal or two is an important thing because because you're aware that you're kind of off your game and so you can get back on your game that's really important yeah stuff like the bad stuff or overeating or overindulging you're right as soon as that becomes the norm you might be in a little bit of trouble yeah and you know make sure that you have your other uh systems in place like your weekly weigh-in make sure that you keep good routines that you know if you have a, have a smartphone have a notification set up you know twice a day to go take a walk or you know to stand up at your desk and stretch or something just just to stay active you know we have cool tools that are you know at our availability that we can use to make sure that we we don't slip and backslide and you just have to really keep to it you have to keep focused on what your end goal is and you have to make sure that you have systems in place to support that remember to do all these things and you'll you'll make it totally agree well said brian well said now i um i am a fan it's been documented of diet mountain dew and you're a fan of the caffeinated drink yourself yes are you also a fan of mm, shall we say the more powerful stuff the shortcut to to a healthy buzz energy shots and energy drinks I uh, I did buy an energy shot yesterday. I've yet to uh, consume it, but <clears throat> I was at the Dollar Tree, and they had some of those Stacker 2 energy shots, and I'm like, oh, these are pretty good, <laughs> and uh, I, I did buy one. Now, to those – now, you're a man who – you're a man who's got a strong, uh, a strong tolerance, I would say, for caffeine. Do energy shots still, still do the trick for you? It depends on what you mean do the trick. I mean do they get me jittery and wiry? No. But do they help me uh, wake up and uh, stay um, energized? Yeah, I would say so. Mm. Well, I found some interesting information on the pros and cons of energy drinks and some interesting information on energy shots. If if our listeners aren't quite aware of of what's actually in an energy shot, um, I'm going to give you some, some knowledge here. So first, let's dive into energy drinks. And this is from healthresearchfunding.org. This is an interesting article, basically the pros and cons of energy drinks. So three pros of energy drinks is one, they work. So yes, they do boost energy. And uh, a large part of that is is the caffeine, which can also be a bad thing. We'll get to that later. But uh, number two, it does help with your workout. It can for the same reason that caffeine um, can power you through a, a more intense workout. So one, it does boost energy. Two, it can maximize your workout. Three, they are convenient. So it is a quick way to a pretty big jolt uh, of energy. Now the three cons of an energy drink is one, energy drinks can, depending on the energy drink, you've got to be careful, they can lead to weight gain because some of them are very high in sugar and sweeteners. So you, so you do have to watch out. Now, Brian, what, uh, when it comes to energy drinks, what, uh, what is your favorite or what's your preferred choice? Oh, when it comes to an actual energy drink, I yeah. normally get the uh, Monster Rehab, which are the uh, – they're either zero calorie or very low calorie. might be 10 calories per, per serving. Uh, it's the one that's like um, lemonade mixed with tea or orange jade, uh, and they are really good. Mm, I'll have to, I'll have they, to try that. They're very low cal. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, if you can, try to go for the sugar-free or the the light uh, version of an energy drink because 
they can be high in, high in sugar, and that's a bad thing if you are trying to lose weight. So another con, second con, they can lead to cardiovascular problems if you abuse them. So people who drink too much uh, of, uh, of any given energy drink, you can be at, at higher risk for experiencing cardiovascular problems. That includes irregular or rapid heartbeat, as well as an increase in blood pressure, and of course, at the absolute worst, some kind of failure, cardiac failure. So don't you can't abuse your energy drinks. Treat, uh, use them, use them wisely. Uh, the third con is uh, again, if you overdo it, it can energy drinks can actually do the exact opposite of what you you want them to do. If you want them to perk you up and enable you to kind of function. At, uh, at maximum level, um, they can actually make you function improperly. Uh, the ability of, to function decreases if you drink too much uh, or too many energy drinks because you may experience nervousness, anxiety, ir- irritability, jitters, um, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like when you see someone pound too much coffee. That's exactly what happens if you pound too many energy drinks. Brian, have you ever experienced any of those negative effects? Um, well, maybe the high blood pressure, I would say, probably. Uh, I have had to take uh, blood pressure medicine most likely due to um, overintake of caffeine. And probably just modern life, right? Modern life can get to us. Yeah. yeah. Give modern life some credit. Don't just beat yourself up on your your monster rehabs. Um, I also found when it comes to energy drinks, and then we'll jump over to energy shots real quick, I did find some interesting statistics in the same article from healthresearchfunding.org that I found fascinating. So did you know 66% of energy drinks are consumed by 13 to 35-year-olds? 66%. Yep. Um, I was actually on a business trip a couple weeks ago, eh, longer than that, a couple months ago. And I was talking with uh, with one of our business partners, and um, the one of the representatives there, they were, I would say, in their fifties, mid fifties, and they had a uh, a sugar free monster um, right in front of them, and it was the most kind of odd visual, just seeing someone in their fifties pounding a monster. It just didn't didn't seem right, but hey. You know, whatever floats your boat. Um, A typical energy drink. So what is in a typical energy drink? Well, number one, caffeine. Number two, taurine. So this is actually good if you guys see these words kind of wrapped wrapped around a can, but you don't know exactly what they are. I'll tell you what they are. Taurine is an amino acid that helps regulate heartbeat and muscle contractions. Um, Vitamin B, which helps convert food into energy. Ginkgo biloba. Which, which does uh, nothing at all. Which does, according to Brian, nothing at all. It probably doesn't do it. But it, what what it allegedly does, or, or you know, claims to, is uh, it assists in concentration and circulation. Sugar, um, antioxidants, uh, L-carnitine, which is another amino acid that helps regulate metabolism and energy levels. Ginseng for stress relief and anti fatigue. And um, caffeine alternatives, uh, usually plant-based, and on top of that, probably up to a dozen other ingredients. Um, that's of course, the proprietary blend. Yes, that yes, that that's what uh, that's what justifies the the logo on your favorite energy drink. Yeah. Um. So, 
they are considered a dietary supplement, not a beverage. And not regulated. Yes, that's what that means, pretty much. Is it means that and and really what it does mean at the bottom line is it can have more caffeine than a soft drink. And all of its ingredients, like Brian said, are not regulated. Yeah. Um, one monster uh, equates to four Cokes worth of caffeine. And let's see here. The emergency room visits from consuming energy drinks have more than doubled since 2007. From 2004 to 2012, this is the last stat, the FDA believes energy drinks may be linked to 18 deaths and 150 serious injuries. I would like to see what those serious injuries were. I would like to know what symptoms that are driving people to the emergency room based on the intake of <laughs> no, like no, I'll be honest like I have like back in my younger days like I completely overdid it on stacker 3 uh, I remember you used to brag about you used to be like a a real advocate for stacker Oh god yeah um like stacker this was the post uh, fedra stacker so this is the one that didn't include a fedra but like it would come in vials of 3 and I would like just pop a pop a whole vial at once and uh like it would just i would just feel like not i would feel nauseous i'd be nauseated from it and uh it would like make my it would like make me sick to my stomach and i it was like i could feel it in my skin oh my god it was never bad enough to where i felt like i had to go to the uh, emergency room so what was the time when you felt your hair that was um i got a free sample of uh hydroxy cut hardcore elite uh, and the free sample was uh, a full dose. That was the dose after you're supposed to load up on it, you know. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Because you're supposed to take one uh, twice a day, then, like, for a couple days, then, like, two. And, like, that was me taking two just off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's like I could feel my hair. Like, like my hair had, like, sensation in it. It was really odd. <laughs> that seems like a poorly designed sample. Yeah, and the thing is also like it would I would feel cold, and that still happens to me taking hydroxycut hardcore elite. Actually, whenever I take it, I, I have a bottle of it in the cabinet. I haven't taken it in a year, but like I get chills from it and goosebumps. That's the only uh, energy supplement that's ever done that to me. That just kind of messes with you. It's weird. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Oh, by the way, the emergency room visits. So, if you want a number on it, so in two thousand seven, there were about ten thousand emergency room visits um, from consuming energy drinks. And then in 2011, there were almost 21,000. And in 2014, that's risen to about 24,000. So yay, America. I assume this is just America. Goodness knows what happens around the world. Although, you know, I may may look up for a later show because I'm curious. This is obviously all American kind of uh, centric, U.S. centric stuff. I, I would wonder what the culture of energy drinks around the world is. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It's certainly a big, like, kind of like, uh, you know, American tradition at this point. Um, okay, so real quick before we go, too, let me uh, jump over to energy shots. So, um, energy shots are powered by caffeine primarily, just like your energy drinks. And um, to give you guys just kind of an idea of like how much uh, caffeine you're going to pound in, say, a, a five-hour energy. So, a, a five-hour energy. Um, is according to the company, <clears throat> it contains about uh, about the same amount of caffeine as a cup of the leading premium coffee. That's what they say the, without naming names. So, just as an example, 
an eight ounce, an eight ounce cup of Starbucks works out to about 180 milligrams of caffeine. And, uh, oh, by the way, five hour energy also comes in decaf and extra strength. So you can get your, uh, your low, medium and high dosage. Um, a Coke NOS power shot has 125 milligrams of caffeine. So that's actually less than Starbucks. And a Rockstar Energy Shot has 200 milligrams. So again, an eight-ounce cup of Starbucks has 180 milligrams of caffeine. NOS has 125. Rockstar has 200. Uh, a normal can of Coke only has 35. So um, it doesn't exactly – oh, well, five-hour five hour energy actually doesn't. Or at the time of this article, didn't like put a milligram number on their energy shot, but you can probably assume it's between mm, 150 and 200 milligrams um, of caffeine uh, compared to again, just the average Coke only has 35. So <clears throat> again, so Brian, you said that the energy shot still kind of does the proper has the proper effect on you, it gets you going a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I I still like them pretty good. I mean, I don't I don't really go for uh, caffeine um, shots that often. I don't either. I, 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 I get mine in, in a nice little can of Diet Mountain Dew. Although um, I was at Smoothie King this weekend and uh, my wife requested that I come home with B12 shots. So I did. We'll see how that goes on her. She, she is, she very much picks her shots when she takes caffeine. So I will report back to our listeners if these B12 shots have any kind of like significant effect on her energy level, which is what she's looking for. She's a really good test subject. She has not abused caffeine at all ever in her life. So yeah. So we'll see what happens with her. So I'm right now looking at uh, like my favorite caffeine delivery mechanism. I've mentioned this before is like energy gum. The one I normally get is Jolt uh, energy gum. Yeah. The same Jolt from Jolt Cola though. Hmm. I think it's licensed and not the actual same company. Mm -hmm. And, um, they don't give an actual <laughs> caffeine content, but they do give like um, they give like uh, an idea of how much is in uh, each piece. So, like one piece of Jolt gum is about the same as a twenty ounce soda. Two is about a can of Red Bull, or a cup of coffee, uh. or one and a half cups of tea, or like uh, about twenty ounces of Mountain Dew. And five pieces is about an energy shot. So it's looking like each piece of gum has about eh, 30 to 40 milligrams of caffeine per. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What, what, so what are the – well, if you don't mind, I, I assume it's got like very little uh, – very few calories, right? Um, yeah. It's – I mean the – It's just gum. It's gum. So it's not like there's a lot of calories in it. I don't actually – oh, here's nutritional information. Uh, 12 calories – Wow, actually, the, each each uh, piece has about two point two calories, and it does not give the actual caffeine content. But it's there can't be that much. So I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, like thirty or forty, which is actually is quite a bit. But per per each one, that's not a whole lot. Yeah, so about two and a half, two point two calories per piece of gum, and the stuff's great. Mm, 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 mm. So. Um to kind of put a wrap on, on, on my, little, my little ditty here on energy drinks and energy shots, there is or there are a few things that, uh, that WebMD recommends as um, a way to improve your energy naturally. So you, wanna, you might want to make sure that you're doing at least some of this stuff instead of relying completely on 
energy supplementation. So here are a couple of quick tips, a few. So eat several small meals throughout the day rather than three large ones. I think we all know the benefits of that. It's much better on your metabolism. Uh, avoid large amounts of sugar and fat. I think that explains itself. Don't skip meals, ex especially breakfast. Breakfast is very important to get your body started, get your engine running. Um, take a quick exercise break, such as a short walk um, during your work hours. Exercise regularly. Uh, consider paced breathing, which can improve your heart rate and boost relaxation. Uh, and consider meditation. That's something that um, has always kind of like intrigued me, the idea of medica uh, meditation. Um, and then the last two is uh, try, to, try to look at what stresses you out and try to reduce stress points in your life. And the last one, which is really important, and I'm sure we can get into it at some point on another episode, is get enough sleep. So all yeah. of those things can improve your your energy levels during the day. Yeah, the, the getting enough sleep one is hard for me. It's hard for everybody. It is hard for everybody. I've heard um, I've sort I've heard some fascinating lectures on the importance of sleep and how modern society has um, has actually treated sleep as a disease that we have to be cured from. That it's a it's an annoyance <laughs> when it, in fact obviously it's it's the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Awesome. Yep, yep. I think yeah. this has been a great episode of Get the Skinny John. I think so too. I think a lot of a lot of food for thought here, especially on energy drinks and uh, and energy shots. Um choose wisely, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, absolutely. Uh so I guess till next week that'll do it. So for John and Brian, we will see you later. This has been Get the Skinny. 